0: Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 69 The Stem of Jesse. So though I've highlighted the uplifting aspects of Isaiah, it is fair to say that the last couple of chapters have included some severe prophecies regarding the scattering of Israel because of their disobedience. But it is this chapter, Isaiah 11, or as found in the Book of Mormon in 2 Nephi chapter 21, that we receive hope for what is to come. So, some interesting facts about this chapter before we get started. These words, or this prophecy, is addressed in all four volumes of Scripture. It's found in the Bible, specifically the Old Testament and Isaiah, of course. It's found in the Book of Mormon, here in 2 Nephi, chapter 21. It's addressed in Doctrine and Covenants, section 113 where answers from the Lord are given to the Prophet Joseph Smith regarding the identity of the stem of Jesse, the rod that comes out of the stem of Jesse, and also regarding the root of Jesse. And then this chapter is also referenced in the Pearl of Great Price. Under the Joseph Smith history, the Prophet Joseph Smith reveals in his history that the angel Moroni four times referenced this chapter, quoting it, in fact and then testifying that it was about to be fulfilled. That was on September 21st, 1823, 196 years ago. But what we do know is that this chapter is significant. And to spare myself from feeling too much pressure, therefore giving myself room to stumble or to overreach on its message, I want to keep my comments today brief but very much in line with the message that I believe that Isaiah desired for us to receive, and that is hope. Whether it is by our own disobedience or us being caught up in the crossfires of other individuals' agency, mortality can be rough. Being a human is messy, and living amongst humanity is often far from celestial, and we know that there will be destruction that will come because of disobedience. And more and more I am hearing people who are longing and homesick for the peace that the Savior and what we imagine celestial life will be like. Fortunately, however, we live in the latter days when the words of Isaiah are beginning to be fulfilled. The ball is rolling. The work is moving forward and we are a part of it. Isaiah said that, And there shall come forth a rod, out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots again dnc 113 has been really helpful in helping us to gain some clarity from isaiah's words but observe this is a perfect opportunity to observe this principle the question needed to be asked and then the lord answered The angel Moroni didn't give Joseph Smith the interpretation along with the recitation of the 11th chapter of Isaiah. The interpretation, it only came after humble inquiry. That's just a side note on how the Lord works. Anyways, we learn that the stem of Jesse is Christ. Jesse was the father of David the king, and Christ is a descendant. The rod the Lord revealed, as a servant in the hands of Christ, who is partly a descendant of Jesse as well as of Ephraim or of the house of Joseph, on whom there is laid much power. So a prophet shall come from Christ, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the branch is also Christ, according to, I think it was, Bruce R. McConkie. I think that's who I read it from. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the ear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips, shall he slay the wicked and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness shall be the girdle of his reins. i know there is a lot there that i just read but it is beautiful wisdom and understanding counsel and might knowledge and fear of the lord or in other words reverent respect knowing the will of God, and the ability to judge at a higher level than mortality ever can give us. Because of its limited ability, we rely on our sight and on our hearing, the ability to treat all walks of life with justice and to carry that out. That is a powerful servant in the hands of Christ. And because he is a servant acting on Christ's behalf, we can say, that these verses are a reflection of christ it is christ jesus christ the king of all righteousness is all of that and that is where our hope resides and in his servants whom he calls it gives us more umph don't you think to the scripture whether by my own voice or the voice of my servants it is the same And then in Isaiah or in 2 Nephi, wherever you're referencing, then if you skip down to verse 10, it speaks of the root of Jesse. And the Doctrine and Covenants says that this is also a descendant of Jesse, as well as Joseph, unto whom rightly belongs the priesthood and the keys of the kingdom for an ensign and for the gathering of my people in the last days." Isaiah says "At this root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people, to it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. The root of Jesse and the rod out of the stem of Jesse could very well fit the description of Joseph Smith, and really as well as every other Latter-day prophet since then. The priesthood. And the keys of the kingdom have been restored through the prophet Joseph Smith, the leader of this dispensation. When he gathered the few and he organized the kingdom of Jesus Christ here upon the earth in that log cabin, when he established the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in 1830, he did. He set up an ensign a standard for God's children to rise up and to come unto. And it was Joseph Smith who began the gathering of Israel. And we know, even reflected in the words of our beloved prophet, that this is our most important work today for us to be engaged in on this side and on the other side of the veil. The gospel of Jesus Christ and its saving ordinances were restored to a member of the tribe of Ephraim, in which Joseph Smith belonged. And it is the charge of those belonging to Ephraim, even today, to carry out the work and the word of Jesus Christ to all the ends of the earth and to gather God's children back to him, to gather Israel. That is what makes the words of Isaiah beautiful. When he said the envy of Ephraim shall depart and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. In Isaiah's days, he had no evidence to believe that this would come to fruition. These tribes were contentious from time to time with one another, looking out for their own best interests despite the ramifications that the other would experience. This was a prophecy to be revealed for the latter days, for our days, and into the days of the millennium. But it is what we are aspiring to achieve right now through our charity, through our ministering, through the practice of living our religion and testifying of it, through our missionary work and various other services that we engage in that extend ourselves to others. And it is through our temple work that bring children unto God so that they can make covenants with Him. Make no mistake, we are in a period of preparing. Ephraim shall not envy Judah, and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. This chapter also contains the beautiful verses that illustrate the peace and the lack of, of pride and contention that will exist when the Savior comes again. It says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice's den. We long for the days that these scriptures describe. And though we must practice this and have it be our heart's greatest desires, we also recognize that this picture will only be when the Savior comes again. And that is not to say that we should not strive to be developing within our own hearts and teaching our children To do so as well. For our hearts to be prepared to produce feelings of love and peace and unity. This is all our work to do. So that when the day comes, we can be comfortable in living in the conditions that the Savior will establish here on earth. And for some of us, that may take some tempering. But that is also our work to do. It will happen though. It will all happen. As Moroni said, the fulfillment has begun to happen. It is happening. And as I reflect on these verses, I realize how much more I need my Savior in my life. My responses and my reactions to the realities of life are not what I desire them to be yet. And though I am not the rod out of the stem of Jesse... Or the root, it does not disqualify me from seeking after the attributes of God that are described in this chapter. How much better would I respond to my fellow men who are in need if I didn't judge after the sight of my eyes or the hearing of my ears. But after the righteousness of God. And this would require charity and mercy. And this is going to require my pride being replaced with humility. This will require me to only be about my father's business and not mine. Not desiring to lift myself up. How effective will I then become in my decision making if I had more fear of the Lord, more reverence, more respect, more desire to please him. And more desire to develop his characteristics and attributes within my heart. How more effective would I be to my child who has questions about Jesus Christ and about the church or about the confusing messages of the world? If I had the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge, I would not feel threatened or jittery or fear that their inquiries or, or even their missteps are an end to when they're just beginning. But I would better be able to testify And then hold space for them to develop within themselves the knowledge that they need in order to follow and love their Savior. But my job as the space holder, it could be done with confidence, not fear, with faith and not doubt. If I did have wisdom and understanding, if I could counsel and have might, and if I did have the spirit of knowledge. If you observe the prophets of God, these are the attributes that they possess. Why? Because they are Jesus Christ's, the Prince of Peace, even Emmanuel, God with us. This week, all I ask of you is to express gratitude for Jesus Christ. He is your hope In Him is everything you desire. Through Him, all the hurt and desire to destroy will be eliminated. And the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Why not begin that process in your own heart today? Make it a great day.